Can Syracuse basketball go back on the road and secure another ACC conference victory, this time against the Seminoles of Florida State? It's your Locked On Syracuse Wednesday, and it starts right now. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. It is a game day episode of Lockdown Syracuse, and thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown today to get started. It's a game day episode, Syracuse and Florida State tonight. Syracuse going on the road for the second straight matchup, uh, and this will be an interesting one for for the Orange just because of the fact that Florida State is not good. This is not a good basketball team that Syracuse is traveling to play, which makes this loss, if it were to happen, absolutely horrendous. This is a game that you have to win, right? Everything matters right now. Syracuse has put themselves in that position, right? You are You're not a tournament team at this point in time. Could you pull it off? stringing together seven straight wins or eight straight wins to close out the season? Probably, maybe, uh, but right now you're playing for seeding. You're playing for ACC tournament position, uh, and this is a game that you cannot afford to drop in terms of that, and this is also a game that you just can't drop in terms of the fact that this is a bad Florida State team, and the Orange have struggled this season, and I think a loss against Florida State would, would set this fan base aflame at this point in time. It's a must win, uh, just like every game is down the stretch for Syracuse and every game will remain for the rest of this season. You got to win any possible game and you got to do it away, which is not easy, no matter what team you are playing in the ACC. I mean, Syracuse experienced that, right? Going on the road to Louisville and barely squeaking out a win uh, against the Cardinals. Even the bad ACC teams can sometimes be a tall task uh, going on the road and being able to win a game there. Luckily for Syracuse, I mean, this is, they've had a few days rest, right? Last time they played was Saturday. They've been playing the Saturday-Tuesday split or even Saturday-Monday uh, a handful of times. So this Saturday to Wednesday is going to be good for for some rest, especially, you know, road game at Boston College, road game at Florida State. Not that BC is a true hike, but it is nice to have that extra day rest that Syracuse has only had uh, I think once so far this season in terms of getting that bonus day uh, when you look at it, right? After Saturday games, they played a lot of Tuesday action uh, and only one time so far this season have they had the Wednesday game after a Saturday. So nice to get that sort of bonus day of rest uh, for the Orange and they don't play again until Tuesday of next week, not again until Valentine's Day. So this is sort of a game for Syracuse where you get you know, you go in Florida State, get yourself a win, walk out, take some rest time, figure some things out as you uh, you get to a pretty tough stretch on the docket after this Florida State game. Right. You go to NC State, you go to or you're, you host NC State and Duke, you go to Clemson and then you go to Pitt. All four of those games are, are games that you're not expected to win, but games that would be a fun win, a big win. 
uh, and good to see for, for this young squad for Syracuse. What does this Florida State team sort of have on the docket, uh, or what does Syracuse have on the docket in terms of this Florida State team so far? I'm looking at this team, and there isn't a ton to really be worrisome of. They shoot the ball from three okay in the country. That's their, that's their stat. They get their steals uh, 10% or 7% of possessions end with steal for Florida State, which is a pretty interesting stat, granted how, how badly uh, they've sort of performed this year. You think if you're getting steals, you're getting out in transition, things like that, you'd probably see a little bit more success. But that has not been the case for Florida State. They're 8-16 and 16 at this point in time. They have one win inside of the Ken Palm Top 100, and they only have one win as well inside of the Ken Palm Top 171. So their best win is against Pitt. How do they beat Pitt? We'll get into that in a second because that's going to be one of the keys for Syracuse to winning this game and just doing that job and walking out with a victory uh, in Tallahassee tonight. The big thing for them is they just had a bad stretch. This is not a good Florida State team. And it's weird to see because it seemed like for a couple of years, Florida State was a really solid team. You think to them in, uh, in 2020, they were a really, really strong team when things got shut out in terms of, uh, of the COVID year. And then things since then have sort of faded, right? 18 and 7 in 2021, 17 and 14 last season. And now they have an 8-16 and 16 record. They beat Mercer, Louisville two times, USC Upstate, Notre Dame twice, Georgia Tech, and then the game against Pittsburgh that I mentioned, right? This is not a team that's, you know, winning tough games. They did push Clemson to a pretty close game um, last week, ended up losing that one by one. But outside of that, you know, you look at their losses and they aren't close losses on the docket, right? They're not games that were, you know, one possession games that flipped at the last second outside of that Clemson game, right? They're getting blown out by teams like NC State. They're getting blown out by a team like Wake Forest. They're getting blown out as well by St. John's. Uh, and then, I mean, they lost by nine to Stetson to open up the year. They're losing to Troy. They lost to Siena by 17. They They have some bad losses on the docket and they've played – a decent schedule, right? They're playing a lot of teams inside Ken Palm's top 100, but they're not getting the results that they're looking for. And that is something that that is going to be of concern for the Seminoles and not really of concern for Syracuse, right? This is a Florida State team that without a doubt, you need to walk into Tallahassee and you need to leave tonight with a win. This is an unexcusable loss because of the team that Florida State currently has because of the stakes for Syracuse in terms of needing every win that they can get. Uh, they got a couple of guys that can play. Uh, I like Darren Green Jr. He was uh, a really big key for them beating Pitt uh, when they did beat Pitt. I think he put up like 24 or 25 points in that game. Uh, went like five, eight for three, something like he's shooting 40% from three on the year. So that would be a guy that I, I think is of concern for Syracuse in this game. But outside of him, I mean, Caleb Mills is a good player. This is not a team that I'm I'm all too worried about, in all honesty. They got a little bit of size, but nothing that I don't think Jesse could handle, right? I mean, after Jesse did what he did uh, against Quinton Post, again, with BC, right? I don't know if uh, I'm worried about anyone who's going to compare to him size-wise at this point. And now it's just going to be a pure skill conversation 
in terms of my thoughts about Jesse Edwards and how he can perform. This is a really favorable matchup for Syracuse, and I think any team lining up against Florida State is going to have a favorable matchup at this point in time. Syracuse is coming up with uh, with a little bit of momentum too, which I think helps, right? They have so many times this season had the flip switch uh, when they, you know, they have a lead and then the opposing team takes the lead like BC did. BC got up by three with a couple of minutes to play. And you've seen it three or four times in the last, you know, two, three weeks that Syracuse doesn't get back into the lead when that happens. They do not regain control. They do not regain the lead at any point in time after they lose it. And it was really cool to see them battle back and, and get that win and finally close out the game that they were in and should be winning and be in the right spot in order to walk away victorious. Good to see. So hopefully Syracuse continues that momentum into this game. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. On the other side, we'll answer or we'll ask some questions uh, about this matchup and things that we're interested to see uh, as Syracuse goes into Florida State. But until then, let's hear from our new friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook this year. The only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to who will score a touchdown. What is a bet that I like? I don't know if I can actually say that this is a good bet, but for whatever reason, I was having a moment the other day. Maybe I had a drink or two before I was talking about it. I did place a bet on heads. Uh, for the coin toss, I placed a bet on heads. Is that a good decision? It is a bad decision. I don't know. I will let you know when that coin gets flipped, but that is a bet that I have taken at this point in time. That's the type of fun uh, or the chaos that you can have using the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so let's get into some questions for this day. We've got some game day questions, and I think question number one, because I asked it last time, the question was, how does Jesse compete against Quentin Post? My question in this game to lead things off is, how does Jesse Edwards compete following a career day? The day that he was one of his most dominant performances since joining Syracuse, putting up 27 points really efficiently, looked really solid in the post, very comfortable, moves out the wazoo, moves that we haven't really seen before. Can he continue doing that? Can he do it a second straight game? Because this Syracuse team absolutely needs him to play like he did against Boston College. He is going to be essential for them moving forward. I think a lot of people, I'm not breaking any news by saying this, right? He is a key to their success. And when he is playing a game like he did the other day, it helps alleviate and make up for the fact that not everyone is playing uh, at the same level or their best game, right? Joe Girard did not play an efficient game. He did walk away with 18 points in the last game, but it wasn't his most efficient shooting day. He got a lot of his fill at the line, uh, especially down the stretch, which helps to, uh, to bring the stats up a little bit. So how does Jesse come 
off of that career day? Can he compete? Can he do it again? And can he continue doing that for the remainder of the season? That's question number one heading into this game today. Question number two, I mean, I don't like asking this question every game, but it is a question that we continue to search for the answer for and a question that we we're wanting to figure out if there is going to be an answer or if we're just going to continue flipping coins and seeing who shows up on any given day. The forward situation in that BC game was not anything that was all too special. Justin Taylor played a solid game, hit three big shots, finished with nine points, all from three. Uh, But when you look at Chris Bell, who played 11 minutes and scored no points against Boston College, and you look at Benny Williams, who scored or played seven minutes and scored two points against Boston College, and you look at, oh, who is my third? Malik Brown, who played 37 minutes and scored four points against Boston College, right? That was not the showing that you were looking for out of those three guys, right? Malik did a little bit more on the rebounding end of things and end up with seven rebounds. And I don't think he played a terrible game by any means. But when you look at a box score and you see that between those three players, you've got four, 55 points, so almost one and a half halves of basketball. And they combined for six points, right? That's almost 60 minutes of ball to get you six points. That's one point every 10 minutes on the court. That's not what we need from uh, from the forward spot. And, and Taylor was a nice spark and, and played a solid game. I think you need two out of the four to perform for Syracuse to have true success uh, and to be a lot more comfortable, to be able to rotate them in and have two guys that are playing on that day. And we, we had a little burst from Chris Bell. We go. Uh, and it's, so my question for this, right, is, is which of that group is here for this game, right? This is a game where you're, you're not playing against a great team and you can be a little more free and a little more comfortable and play with some more confidence. So who steps up to the task? That could easily be just uh, the coverall evergreen question for Syracuse basketball at this point in time. Is that forward position? and seeing how it goes. And you look specifically, you know, to add to this conversation a little bit more, you look once again at Benny Williams, right? Takes the game off against UNC. Or against Virginia, excuse me. Doesn't come. Uh, had a little bit. He took a day off, try and recoup. Not playing to the level. He thinks he can, not playing to the level. Fans think he can. The coaches think he can, right? He has not been at the level that I think anyone really wants him to be at. He comes back against BC, not a great game, unfortunately. So, you know, within that conversation of how do the forwards perform, you've sort of got the sub-question of how does Benny Williams play in this game, right? How can he compete? Can he get back into some sort of rhythm uh, and figure some things out? Or is this, I don't want to use this word, but it's what comes to mind. Is this a lost cause at this point in terms of Benny figuring things out in his time at Syracuse? I don't know. Question number three in this game is can Syracuse play a game where they just come out and they beat you from the start? Can they have a game where they do not start absolutely horrendous uh, in terms of basketball? I feel like early game turnovers, early game missed shots. Uh, Luckily in the BC game, right, Syracuse wasn't down big because BC was also terrible shooting to start the game, right? The teams were combined like two of 19 from deep to get things going. Uh, So if you can start and play a complete game, right, start the two halves with solid basketball. Do not dig yourself holes like you dug yourself a hole against Louisville, right? A bad team that you are playing in the ACC where you come out flat, you come out slow, 
and and you've got to dig yourself out of a hole from the instant the game starts, right? Can they come out and play a solid game from start to finish? That is going to be probably the question uh, of this game. And then my last question is because Syracuse did an okay job of it against Boston College, right? Boston College, uh, they shot, what, from three? 31% from three, so they kept them towards their season average. Florida State is a similar question, right? Florida State does not shoot the ball great from three. I think they're about 34% as a team, uh, which is not absolutely terrible, um, but it's it's middle of the pack. And so that's that's something that I think helps Syracuse, obviously, when you get a, a lower shooting team uh, in terms of from three, but they can beat you. As we said, right, there is a guy on this team in Darren Green who, who shoots over 40% from three. And I, t- I teased it a little bit, right, when you talk about the Pitt game and how Florida State beat Pitt. What did they do? They shot 50% from three in that basketball game. 50% as a team from three in that game against Pitt. That is why Pitt lost the basketball game. And if Syracuse loses this game tonight, that is why they lose the game. It is not because of a struggling offense. It is not because of any other reason. If Syracuse loses tonight's basketball game, it is because they did not defend the three and Florida State got hot from three as a result. We say it all the time. Division one basketball players do not shoot 50% from three in contested shots. In order for a team to get to that level and in order for teams that are lesser than Syracuse to win, it has to be because of poor defense most of the time. Right At the D1 level, if you give somebody an open shot, they are going to hit that shot, especially from three, especially in the ACC, things like that. People will hit threes. You need to be able to close out. That's, you know, I, I always think to Joe because Joe seems like the guy that, you know, is the biggest defensive liability. Joe's got to be able to rotate. Joe's got to be able to close out and contest shots because that is what is going to allow you to win. If you can contest and you can force Florida State to take tougher shots from deep, you are going to put yourself in a really, really good position to not only win by the two and a half that I think uh, is the projected spread at this point, but to blow this team out and walk away with a big time win. All right. I teased a little bit there. We were sort of talking about it. Let's get to our predictions and keys for this game. I sort of gave you the key there. Defend the three for Syracuse. That is essential. Do not give Florida State open shots. They will make them. No matter how bad this team is, if you let them shoot wide open threes and you let them get the ball into the wide open corner three, there's a family guy skit where they're playing a game and all Peter does, up corner three, up corner three, up corner three. It's a glitch in the system where you can hit the corner three every single time. Sometimes in Syracuse's rotations, that is exactly what happens. They leave the corner three open, and it just seems like, bang, corner three, corner three, corner three. That is all that happens. So you've got to be able to defend the three, close out on the perimeter, rotate effectively. I don't think Florida State is a team that's going to beat you inside. Uh, If they beat you, it is going to be from deep. And for predictions, this is one that I, I don't want to overthink. I don't want to be crazy about it. Uh, I believe, let me double check, but FanDuel should have this line at two and a half the last time I checked, unless it switched uh, in the time that I have been here. You know what? I'm at school right now. Naturally, FanDuel is blocked, Uh, but the line is two and a half uh, the last time I checked. So we'll say two and a half. I think Syracuse wins this basketball game. I think Syracuse covers in this basketball game, and I think they can easily walk out of Tallahassee 
very much big time winners in this game. I nailed the last prediction. I said eight to 12 against BC. That was a nine point victory. I think I'm going to bump it up even more. I'm going to say that Syracuse wins this game by 12 to 16 points. I am very confident. This is not a Florida State team that is good. This is not a Florida State team that's playing good basketball in winning or in losing, right? They're not losing hard-fought games. They are getting torched in basketball games. And I think Syracuse is in the range of teams that possesses the capabilities to do the exact same thing that has happened to Florida State pretty much every time they've lost this year, except for that Clemson game. I will say this, and I said the same thing against BC. If you don't come out and play a good basketball game, if you come out entirely flat, if you come out and do your bogus start where you let the team get up by eight or 10 points, you are going to struggle in this game. I don't think that is what is going to happen. This is a game that Syracuse has been playing solid basketball, and we talk about it all the time, that this is a team that is slowly and surely getting better. It is a very young team. They are maturing. You saw a very mature finish from Judah Mintz down the stretch against BC that you have not really seen uh, down the stretch in big games so far this season. And the fact that everything wasn't working for him immediately in that Boston College game, and he grinded, he worked it out, and he hit some big shots and make some big plays down the stretch. That is something that is showing the growth that this team has made and the maturity that this team is starting to get. And it is cool to see. I hope Justin Taylor comes out and balls like he did uh, because that is, is going to be really, really big and really, really fun to watch. I, I can't get over how excited I am for him as a player, uh, given the small stretches of really good basketball he's played. I think he's got so much potential, and I cannot wait to see what happens with him uh, because that is just like that is one more time, right? A young player who you know had his flash early on in keeping Syracuse competitive, and it didn't work. Uh, they fell short in that game still, but he had it, and he's continuing to get there, and I think he's developing a little bit more consistency, and he's shooting the ball at a decent clip at this point in time. I was really worried in terms of volume and things like that, but when you uh, when you look at his numbers, shooting 44% from three, and it's not you know the biggest of sample sizes, but he's taking 50-plus threes, and he's shooting 44% from deep. And you know what that is nationally? It's the 60th best clip in the country. He has been very effective from three, and I think that's a lot as of late as well, but it's really cool to see. So I'm glad. I hope that continues. Uh, The prediction is going to be a big-time Syracuse win. I think I said 12 to 16 points. I think that happens. I don't really see a world where Syracuse loses this in terms of reality. Is it possible? Yes, but I don't think that happens. A couple of shout-outs before we close things out. A bit of a quicker episode today, Uh, but I have let some things slide. Uh, The big shout out that I wanted to hit on was uh, Matthew Bergeron had an outstanding time at the Senior Bowl. Looked like he had some really, really strong highlights. I saw some things that he was sort of the the unsung hero in terms of that. And I don't know if that's even the right word, but the they say there is a guy or two every year that coaches and scouts avoid talking about because they don't want to boost his stock and they want to be able to get him and don't want him on other people's radars. And that was him in this uh, in this day or this weekend in that game and the drills that they were running against high-level competition. Really cool to see um, because that is something that is, is going to be really fun to watch. And I think he is going to continue to just rise and rise on draft boards, which will be awesome 
uh, as the draft nears. And I, I think we'll get some draft coverage, right? Syracuse has got some, a handful of guys that, that are very much draftable. You think Tucker, you think Michael Jones, you think Bergeron, you think of, right, this team's got some guys and, and some guys, I left Garrett Williams off that list too, right? So we'll probably, maybe we'll bring in Max Chadwick of PFF, bring him back. We'll have another chat with Chadwick uh, as we get closer to draft time. But until then, Syracuse and Florida State tonight. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus big name experts, coaches, and basketball. It's available on YouTube and you get your podcast. Florida State preview in the books. We will talk Florida State recap tomorrow. And then we will have some fun for a Friday episode. Not exactly sure what we will do for that, but maybe we'll bring a guest in and we'll play a game or have a little bit of fun. If you got any ideas, feel free to let us know on Twitter, uh, right in the replies here if you're watching on YouTube, or you can reach out to us on email, whatever is easiest for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, subscribe. I don't think I timed it right, but this time I should because we're about to close out the episode. There should be a subscribe button right around here at this point. So if you like what you saw and you want daily Syracuse basketball coverage and Syracuse football coverage and Syracuse athletics coverage as a whole, please follow along. We'd love to have you join us. I'm Owen Valentine. I'll catch you tomorrow.